Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Hopes you had a very, very Merry Christmas and a fantastic Happy New Year. Holidays, always a very exciting time, especially in a world where things are not exciting to be around family, to celebrate just awesomeness of Christmas, Happy New Year's. Hopefully that never gets dinged up like the rest of our world kind of has with COVID-19 and everything else we got going on these days. It's been crazy. It's been very, very crazy. But anyway, hopefully the holidays were amazing. Got some awesome gifts. Spent some time with some family. Did some very, very, very cool things. Because let's face it, time is flying by. Seems like a day is a week. A week is a month. A month is a year or two or three. It is insane how fast time is flying by. Maybe it's just because I'm older. 36. But maybe it's just because time's quicker. I don't know. Maybe a second has become... 20 seconds instead of 60. That's what I'm going to go with. Hopefully you agree. Before we move on, just got to say a few things. Edge of your seat podcast. You can sit here and apologize. Make excuses for not having more shows at the end of 2021. Life happens. Sometimes fortunately. Job opportunities. Been doing a lot of things. Took a trip to Texas. Been doing a lot of things with family. Went to a Bears game. Went to a couple... Other games, an NIU women's basketball game. Been doing a lot of things. And then there's the unfortunate part. Don't really want to go into some crazy details, but there's been deaths and relationship issues and, you know, stuff like that. Things that just happen to everybody. Edge of Your Seat podcast should never, ever be put on the back burner because this is my passion. This is my love. And it gets the word out about all the awesomeness that's going on in Illinois. That's not going to stop. We're going to keep going and we're going to go more. 2022 will be different. We're going to start right here on episode 210. Which is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. And much love and patience and everything from our sponsors, including Shimmer Mendota Ford, Olson Construction, HC Detailing, Mike's Pro Shop and Sales, and... Sisters slinging codes and saving you loads. Thank you for understanding. Being amazing. Now let's get to this episode 210. Featuring Illinois State University runners. I'm talking about junior Rachel Hickey and freshman Ashley Heggie. Both from LaSalle, Peru. Both have been on the show before. Both were runners of the year. Local newspapers. Just awesome, awesome runners and athletes. We spoke September 8th. Yeah. Even though we weren't putting out shows, we've been talking to a lot of people. Got a lot of amazing, amazing guests and interviews on their way. Reached out to both Ashley and Rachel, apologized. And I'm doing that to anybody that has been a considerable amount of time. Again, not cool. Again, we won't say that again because it's not going to happen. Again. We spoke September 8th. Awesome, awesome conversation. Great guest. Love to have them back on if they can forgive us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And we can talk again about their crazy amazingness, especially with track in the spring. But part of the women's Redbirds cross-country team, they tore it up. The Lady Redbirds have been doing amazing things the last couple years. Rachel Hickey has been a big part of that. And now Ashley Heggie is a big part of that this year. 
So let's go through their season, see what they did. September 3rd, Iowa Hawkeye invite. The women placed fourth, the men placed seventh in their different divisions. Hickey and Heggie both missed this meet. We actually talked, like I said, the eighth. So it was in between the first and second ISU cross-country meets. They weren't able to go. They discussed that in our chat, but they made the next one. September 17th, the Redbird invite. That, of course, wasn't Bloomington normal for ISU. The women finished fourth. The men finished fifth. Hickey took 33rd with a time of 22 minutes, 20.1 seconds. Ashley Heggie was 47th with 22 minutes, 40.4 seconds. October 1st, the Joe Payne Notre Dame invite. The women were 14th. The men were 11th for ISU. Rachel Hickey was the first Lady Redbird to cross the finish line as she took 28th with 18 minutes, 08.0 seconds. This was her first 5K of the season. Heggie was second as she finished 51st with a personal record of 18 minutes, 28.5 seconds. October 15th was the Bradley Classic, which is in Peoria. The women at ISU were 6th, the men 11th. Hickey was the second ISU woman to finish as she took 29th with 21 minutes, 38 seconds. This was her personal record in a 6K. To beat her other personal record of 21.46 in the 2018 NCAA Midwest Regional. So three years later, comes back better PR. Heggie finished 88th with a 22.25.5, her personal record in a 6K. October 22nd, the Illini Open, obviously the University of Illinois, U of I. The ISU women won the whole meet. Congrats to them. However, there wasn't a Rachel Hickey or an Ashley Heggie. October 29th was The Valley, the Missouri Valley Conference Championship. ISU finished third. Loyola was first with the 36. Bradley was second with the 62. ISU tallied a 90 for third. And just because I went there, I bleed maroon. SIU finished 4th with a 109. Hickey was 14th with a 21 minute 50.3 second run. This was her second time making the all MVC team. Heggie finished 26th with a PR personal record for a 6K with 22 minutes 23.1 seconds. Then the big dance November 12th, the NCAA Midwest Regional. The ISU women were 16th. The ISU men were 18th. Hickey finished 84th with a 22-minute, 4.69-second run. She was the second ISU runner to cross the finish line. Heggie was 149th with a 6K time of 23 minutes, 01.36 seconds. Obviously, they both had a great cross-country season at ISU. The ISU women's cross-country team is pretty amazing. Let's see what they can do come track season in the spring. This show is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. 
Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town, the staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranic, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle, they want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Doug Safranic is from Mendota, Basketball Player of the Year in 2003, and is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Shimmer Mendota Ford for six years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer Mendota Ford. There's still fall playoffs we haven't reached. Our last few shows, we've been breaking down the fall postseason regional sectionals, state meets, state tournaments, state championships, all of that greatness. Still got a few left. I know we're in January, middle of the winter seasons, but we got to give them love. Got to do it. Got to do it. This show will do girls swimming and diving. Sectionals and state, there are no regionals, and it is the best of the best. There is no classes. It is extremely hard to make it out of the sectional to the state meet. It's almost impossible. You have to be dedicated as a swimmer, as a diver, to make it out of these sectionals. Sectional swimming was November 6th. We'll start with the Dunlap sectional. LaSalle, Peru, Ottawa Streeter Co-op scored 98 points for 6th place. Dunlap won the sectional, their sectional, with 293 points. Peyton Haggy, also a friend of Edge of Your Seat podcast, the senior qualified for state in two events as she finished the 50-yard freestyle in 23.88 seconds. Then in the 100-yard freestyle, finished in 52.30 seconds. That's crazy fast. Made it to state in both events. Congratulations to Peyton Heggie, no doubt a fantastic swimmer. At the Lockport sectional, Morris scored 55 points for 8th place. Unfortunately, no advancers. The Community West sectional, in normal, Pontiac finished 10th with 31 points. Again, unfortunately, no advancers. The Rockford Jefferson sectional, Featured Byron and Sterling, a couple teams that we definitely pay attention to. Sterling was 7th with 106 points. Byron dropped 269 to be sectional champions. Lady Tigers were on it that day. The 200-yard medley relay won with a time of 1 minute, 48.93 seconds. On that team was senior Kate Schilling, junior Lily Sweech, Sophomore, Maddie Groering, and junior, Audrey Kilmer. 400-yard freestyle relay also won for Byron with 3 minutes, 
36.75 seconds. Schilling, Groherring, and Kilmer were on this team, joined by junior Emily Marshall. Schilling was not done as she qualified for state in four events, those two relays and the 200-yard individual medley with a 2-minute 05.73 second swim and also won the 100-yard butterfly in 56.88 seconds. Let's just do it right now. Every episode, we drop a name of the game, whether it's just crazy amazing performances, a name that is hard to say but funny, and they probably think the same way, because that's how I do when people missay my name all the time, every day. Sounds like an athletic name. Anything that makes your name stand out, we're going to give you the name of the game for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Episode 210 is going to Kate Schilling. First of all, there was an MLB pitcher called Kurt Schilling. Awesome, dominant performance. When I read Kate Schilling, I thought Kurt Schilling, because she's got some amazing dominant performances right here, going to state in four events. Had to. Had to be Kate Schilling. Congratulations, Kate Schilling, for a fantastic season and getting to state in four events. Also advancing to state for Byron was a couple of divers. Senior Lacey Long won the diving competition with 412.55 points. But she wasn't the only Lady Tiger to be amazing. Freshman Addison Balsman was second with 381.20 points. Congratulations to all of them. Amazing, amazing work. At the St. Charles North sectional, DeKalb finished ninth with 43 points did not have any advancers. The state meet was November 12th and 13th in Westmont. New tier from Winteca won with 182. Unfortunately, no teams advanced out of sectionals that we pay attention to, and nobody made it to the second day to point for state points. Amazing swimming season. Definitely a great way to start off the school year. Like I said, we're halfway through now. And still, these athletes are crushing it. That's what we like to see, what we like to talk about. We also like to talk about our cars looking amazing. Driving around rural Illinois can be taxing on the eyes, taxing on boredom, and of course, on your vehicle. Dust, bugs, weather elements such as snow and ice. Take a toll on the beauty and the longevity of your ride. Trust me, I know this right now. My vehicle that I bought from Shimmer Mendota Ford is crazy dirty right now because of the salt from ice and snow and all that ugliness. So I already know I'm going to contact AC Detailing and get my stuff done, no doubt. But that's just the outside. What about the salt that's dragged into your back seat by your teenage son? Who's been walking around all day, even though it's freezing. Probably only got a hoodie on. Salt everywhere in your back seat. What about your daughter getting in your car with a candy bar, bag of chips, crumbs everywhere, in the seat, the floorboard, just makes it all. Your car just looks filthy, dirty, dingy. That's where HC Detailing comes in. Located at 1204 6th Avenue a.k.a. Route 34 in Mendota. 
HC detailing and owner Horatio Casas will erase all of the weather elements and grime to keep your car looking like it just came off the showroom floor, even in the heart of the winter. Maybe you find a way to keep your vehicle clean, but you hear a loud, louder, and the loudest noise coming from your muffler. Maybe you hear your brakes grinding and it's time for new pads before it eats away and rotors are next. HC detailing doubles as Mendota muffler and brakes. In essence, you can have your car cleaned, detailed, and beautified, and have your brakes, muffler, suspension, tires fixed or replaced at the same place. For HC detailing and Mendota muffler and brakes, amazing services, call 815-252-9518 or email hch1680 at yahoo.com. Basketball season has been heating up. Started with junior high stuff. We mentioned boys teams, 7th, 8th grade that made it to the state tournament. I think last show or the show before. Girls teams made it as well. 7th grade, IESA. That's junior high state tournaments. In 1A, the championship game. Marquette fell to Siegel St. Michael's 32-24. Great season from Marquette. Capped off Anna H. Had 10 points. They finished 21-2. Second best record in the entire state of Illinois in 1A 7th grade girls basketball. Congrats to them. Also in this tournament, in the first round, Kiwani Visitation fell 32-11 to Danville. Sticking with 1A, but we will move to 8th grade. Ottawa Wallace lost 50-35 again to Siegel St. Michaels. We're just all over the place in girls basketball. And St. Michaels ended up winning the whole state championship. Also in the tournament, our local teams, LaSalle Trinity Catholic in the first round got a W defeating Peoria Heights St. Thomas, 31-27. Unfortunately, they lost in the semifinals, 48-12 to Cisna Park, who ended up being the runner-up as they lost to St. Michael's in the championship game. Trinity Catholic had the fourth best record in 1A 8th grade girls basketball at 23-2, while Ottawa Wallace was sixth with a 23-2 record. Now let's move on to things that just happened. Holiday Christmas tournaments, always a great time in high school basketball world. We'll start with the DeKalb Chuck Dayton Classic, the LaSalle Peru boys, the Cavaliers. They went 1-3, getting the lone win against West Chicago. I broke down all four of the games that they played for WLPO, did minute reports. It was fun. It was exciting. Hopefully they asked me to do that again. And you know what? I just noticed that I have not said this yet. Just in case you didn't know, I'm your host, Brandon Lachance for Edge of Your Sea Podcast. Now let's get back to the tournaments. Plano Christmas Classic. The final was played December 30th. What a game that was. Number three, Burlington Central Catholic defeated the top seed, the number one seed, Peoria Notre Dame, 56-54 in overtime. If you search on Twitter, you can see the last minute of the game. It was amazing. Great, great finish to an always amazing tournament. Let's break down the tournament 
as it led to the championship game. The first round of games featured Burlington Central Catholic knocking off Cole City 71-18. Number 6 Ottawa defeated Hinkley Big Rock 57-42. Lyle upset number 7 Morris 62-54. Number 2 Yorkville Christian routed Sandwich 95-43. Number 5 North Ridge Prep defeated Plano 42-38. The 4 seed Longwood put 19 points on Mendota, 67-48. Caneland upset number 8 Streeter, 74-72. And Peoria Notre Dame, the top seed, knocked out Newark, 53-31. If I did not say a number before the school, that means they were not ranked. They were not a top 8 seed. In the championship bracket, Burlington Central Catholic defeated Number 6, Ottawa, 64-33. Ottawa was the only team that we paid close attention to that made it to the championship bracket. The Pirates went on to beat Lyle, 49-34, to get into the 5th place game, but they lost to number 4, Longwood, 56-48. In the consolation bracket, number 7, Morris and Plano made it to the championship, which is the ninth place game. Another overtime thriller as Plano defeated Morris. I'd call that an upset. 61-58. In the 11th place game, number 8 Streeter knocked out Cole City, 48-34. 13th place game, Hinkley Big Rock defeated Mendota, 58-37. And in the 15th place game, Newark beat Sandwich, 52-41. Making the all-tournament team from teams we cover. Plano's Mason Accidentale, Mendota's Crew Bond, and Ottawa's Luke Cushing. Moving on to the Comoni Classic, which is played earlier on in December. I think it's finals week right before Christmas vacation starts. The championship game featured Princeton and LaSalle, Peru. Princeton gets the four-point victory, 66-62. In the third-place game, Pontiac beat Rock Falls, 65-60. Marquette took fifth place with a 67-64 victory over Burrow Valley. Stillman Valley outscored Mendota, 46-36 for a seventh-place finish. The ninth-place game saw St. Bede defeat Fieldcrest, 61-53. And in the 11th place game, Hall knocked off Putnam County 58-29. Making that all-tournament team was Hall's Drake Garland, LaSalle Peru's John Riva, Princeton's Tegan Davis, Princeton's Grady Thompson, Mendota's Crew Bond, St. Bede's Paul Hart, Burrow Valley's Carter Salisbury, Marquette's Tommy Durden, and Pontiac's Kerr Ballman. The Marseilles Holiday Tournament was played December 27th to the 30th. I was actually at the championship game because this was the last tournament that's going to be held in Marseilles. It's been held at the Marseilles Elementary School for the last 12 years. Thank you to former athletic director and principal Jeff Owens 
He retired in July, so last school year. And now the powers to be think, you know, it's time to take a break. Or, you know, the tournament needs to go somewhere else. Talk to Jeff Owens after the tournament. And it sounds like Marquette Academy is going to pick it up, which is in Ottawa. So it was a special event. I had to go there. I did my broadcast. My very, very, very first radio broadcast at the Marseilles tournament quite a few years ago with the late, great Jim Anger. Rest in peace, my friend. It was a great time doing that broadcast with him. I did a couple others, including a St. Bede Hall homecoming football game. Always had a blast in the booth with him. So I just remembered a lot about this tournament. I was there, oof, I'm going to say probably 9 out of the 12 years. Maybe 10. Maybe 10. So there was absolutely no way I was going to miss this championship game between Flanagan, Cornell, and Seneca. Seneca jumped out to an 11-4 lead. They were moving the ball, knocked down a couple threes. They had the lead all the way until the very last bucket of the third quarter. And then Flanagan Cornell just hung on, kept grinding, pounding the ball in the paint. Knocked down a couple threes of their own, and they won 47-39. I talked to Seneca coach Russ Witt after the game, and he pretty much said we couldn't hit a shot. We could not knock down a shot in the second half. And he was kind of right. They did not shoot very well, but they were moving the ball, getting some good passes, just couldn't knock down the open shots. It was a great game nonetheless. Went down to the end. Flanagan Cornell just hung on. Third place game, Reed Custer defeated Putnam County 51-47. In the seventh place game, Kiwani beat Serena 66-53. In the ninth place game, the Consolation Championship, St. Bede defeated Dwight 70-53. St. Bede senior Paul Hart missed the first two games of the tournament, but came back, played the last two, and he's playing well. That dude has always been a baller, and he can fill it up. He is currently five points away from becoming St. Bede's all-time Boys leading scorer. Five points. St. Bede was supposed to play Earlville today on Wednesday. It is Wednesday, January 5th. But the game has been moved to Thursday. So it might be Thursday. Tomorrow, we'll see Paul Hart take over the all-time boys scoring leading role. The position. Which is currently held by MLB pitcher J.A. Hat. So this will be historical for the Hart family, who Paul has been on, and so has his sister Hannah Hart, both friends of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It's going to be huge for the school, for everything. Glad it's happening to him. Couldn't happen to a nicer kid. The dude is amazing, especially an amazing basketball player. The 11th place game at the Marseilles Holiday Tournament, Hall defeated Earlville 52-49. And 13th place game, Wilmington defeated Woodland 48-41. The all-tournament team, Dwight's Wyatt Thompson, Kiwani's Nico Pohl, who reached a milestone during the tournament, scoring his 1,000th career point at the tournament. Marquette's Tommy Durden, 
Putnam County's Austin Mattingly. Two from Seneca and Zach Pfeiffer and Paxton Gertz. Simonox Alex Krejcik and St. Bede's Duncan Lawler. Always amazing tournament basketball at Christmas time. Hopefully you got in a couple games. Followed on Twitter. Watched at home on the NFHS network. However you viewed these games, paid attention to them. Um, I know, I know it was amazing for you. What's also amazing is the work that Olson Construction can do to your home or your garage or your shed or a fence or anything. Maybe not a fence. You know, there's snow out. The wind's blowing pretty hard. But anything indoors, Olson Construction can help you out. We all have improvements we want to make on a home. Whether it's the stairs, the tiling, the bathroom, the bedroom, the front room, the kitchen. Olson Construction has the ability to make everything in your house suit you and your family. Olson Construction is a licensed and insured family owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Not only do brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, formulate, and percolate, it's time for the percolator, but they also have the experience of more than 10 years to take care of your home renovations from blueprint to completion with your thoughts, opinions, and wishes taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to Olson Construction 19 at gmail.com. Let's get into my grab bag. Got some names, some topics. I just want to go over real quick, discuss some things that have been going on. Let's do it. Steph Curry, the three-point king. Yes, we knew he was going to get there. Dude's a monster. Probably has an MVP season right now, except there's this guy named DeMar DeRozan that I want to win it. Obviously a Chicago Bulls fan. Obviously think he is... It's 1A, 1B between Steph Curry and DeMar DeRozan for this award. I'm going to go to Rosen, of course. But Steph Curry, the rightful king of the three-point shot. Rest in peace, John Madden. Legend upon legends. Great guy, great coach. He played football. Great announcer. Great just person, character. Headlines one of the biggest, if not the biggest, video game franchises. Madden. I've owned about 17 different versions of it. Rest in peace. Hall of Famer in every single board. Not just NFL Hall of Fame. Just everything of a human being. And I never even met the guy. But documentaries and listen to people and how they talk about him and everything else. He's a guy that people have been looking up to for decades. He passed away at 85 years old. Wish he was still here with us. Maybe got one more game out of him. But I know it was, uh, you know, it was over. Rest in peace. Great man. Great career. Great everything. Also got to send out a heartfelt RIP to Betty White. Wow. Talk about one of the funniest people ever to walk this planet and do it for so long and take advantage of her age. Take advantage of 
things that we would usually laugh and make fun of at somebody, and she would throw it right back at you and make fun of herself while making fun of you. Super crazy hilarious, a legend in the acting world, one of the best actresses to do it. Golden Girls is still an amazing show. She passed away in 99. I seriously thought Betty White was going to live forever. I thought if anybody had found the Fountain of Youth, it was her. She was also born in Oak Park, Illinois. So I've been through there. I've never lived there or anything. But been an Illinois boy for pretty much my entire life. So to see a Illinois native pass away that is a legend upon legends, icon, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Betty White. The baseball strike, those are stupid, should not happen. Grown adults, grown organizations, let's get deals made and play the game of baseball. Yeah. The NFL season has been ridiculously crazy. The parody, the bad teams beating good teams almost on a weekly basis. Doing NFL pickums has been redonkulous. The worst. Ever. And I've been doing it for at least 15 years. This season has been crazy. No reason the Detroit Lions should be anybody, let alone the Minnesota Vikings. No reason the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Detroit Lions should have tied a game. Not that the Vikings are world beaters or Pittsburgh Steelers are world beaters, but the Detroit Lions are awful. How did the Chicago Bears beat the Cincinnati Bengals? Who knows? It's craziness. This past Sunday, Antonio Brown takes off his jersey, off his pads, off his undershirt, throws his gloves into the fans, runs across the end zone, and leaves the game. I thought the dude was just crazy. I've always thought he was a little crazy. Great athlete. Fantastic, fantastic, crazy, amazing athlete. But then today a statement comes out from Antonio Brown the first time he spoke, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were forcing him to play even though he had an ankle with torn ligaments that were separated from the bone. And he lays out this thing of saying that Coach Arians was yelling at him to get back in the game, and he said, hey, I can't, I'm hurt, and it's going to become a circus of, he said, she said, this happened, this happened. He has missed a lot of the season with an injury, Then he was suspended for lying about COVID-19. And Antonio Brown does have a history of, you know, kind of mental problems. He does have a few screws loose. And I mean that in the most sincere way possible. So there's a lot to discover, uncover in this story. If it is an injury and he was hurt and then forcing him to play when Ligaments are torn, ripped away from the bone. That's redonkulous. And Arians could see his job go bye-bye. Also tonight, Dirk Nowitzki's jersey retired by the Dallas Mavericks, the number 41. I love Dirk. Watching him play basketball, so smooth. Yeah, he was slow. He was clunky. But he did it up for so long. Had a beautiful shot. Was such a good player. Loved watching him play. And then Jason Kidd, 
who won a ring with Dirk as a Dallas Maverick and is now the Dallas Mavericks coach, went up to Dirk and asked him if he wanted to come back and play. (laughs) I would kind of love to see it. I'm sure he's not athletic anymore, but he could still knock down a couple threes. The Dirk Nowitzki Rainbow Jays, I'm sure he could. Kyrie Irving, back in the NBA, made his Brooklyn Nets season debut tonight, scoring 22 points. Kyrie Irving is one of the most talented basketball players in the NBA, no doubt. But he is also one of the most unreliable, I'm not going to call him crazy because I don't know him personally, but he says some crazy stuff, he does some crazy things. He's not playing basketball with his brothers until now. And then I heard something about he's only going to play away games or only play home games. Something insane like that. You shouldn't get to pick. You shouldn't get to decide. You're either an NBA player or you're not. doesn't matter how good he is. There's another player that can fill his shoes. Maybe not as good. Maybe you get better. Who knows? But having somebody on the court is way better than not having them on the court and paying them millions of dollars. And the last one of the grab bag, the ESPN blunder. I got a notification either yesterday or the day before about 11 NBA games being canceled. Then about six minutes later, I got another notification saying correction. There was not 11 games canceled. It's actually 11 games being rescheduled because of the COVID-19 deal. I wonder if that ESPN social media guy still has a job. Curious. Well, that's a wrap for episode 210. Again, thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening. Thank you sponsors for sponsoring, advertising, everything. We'll keep this going. We're here. Let's get it. 2022, it's time for an amazing year. For me, for Edge of Your Seat Podcast, for you, for everybody. Until next time, peace. It was pretty hot. But it's starting to cool off a little bit. It's starting to be really, really nice to run, be outside, not be super crazy humid where you can't breathe and you can actually run. So I had to get some runners on. And there's no runners in this area that I'd rather talk to than a couple that made it out of LaSalle, Peru. They're at Illinois State University. With that intro already, you already know what I'm talking about. Rachel Hickey and Ashley Haggy. How's it going? We are good. Are we good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you say from LP and are at Illinois State, it's kind of, we know who we're talking about here. I think it gives it away. <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest, brightest clues ever. <laughs> There's been a couple of us <laughs> come here, so yeah. For sure. So, I mean, cross country's here. Like, are you guys ready to do some running? Yeah, we I mean, we've been doing a lot of running, <laughs> so we're, we're getting ready to race here soon. Definitely. Let's do a real quick, a voice check, just in case people not heard you before. So, Rachel, please say hello. Hi, I'm Rachel. Ashley, please say hello. Hello, I'm Ashley. Perfect. So, obviously, you say you run a lot. I mean, this off season had to put in a bunch of miles. Yeah, pretty much. Like how many a day? Um, day by day varies, but I personally logged between 60 and 70 miles per week over the summer. 
And I was more around the 45 to 50 miles a week range. And I also swam like once or twice a week. So that's pretty much how I build up going into the season. Do you still swim a lot, Ashley, to kind of keep you in shape? And I know you loved it in high school and probably going to be something you do for a while. Yeah, I definitely don't do as much as I used to. I kind of just try to get in the pool when I can, when it works with my schedule. So I try to go once a week now just to do some cross training. Perfect. Do you ever pull Rachel in and say, hey, you got to get in the pool too? I've gotten her a couple of times, <laughs> but it doesn't happen often. It's a little harder to convince me. <laughs> <laughs> Not a pool person? Well, I did swim for 10 years too, but uh, just, you know, maybe a little burnt out. Um, have done a couple injuries where like all I've been able to do is swim, so definitely uh, not the my favorite thing to do. I'd rather run if I can. Gotcha. Gotcha. I had no idea that you swam for 10 years. Yeah, I was on the same YMCA team as Ashley before she came down here and trained with a different team. Um, and then I swam sort of at LP. It was kind of like, it was before they had an established program, so we pretty much did like one meet per year. Yeah, now it's a big deal, but it really probably wasn't then. Yeah, no, it was not. We had maybe three people on the team, and we all just swam sectionals, and that was it. So it was Ashley, Rachel, and Peyton Heggie as, like, a eight-year-old. Yeah, we, I, that's pretty much how I met Rachel. I mean, yeah, and we, swimming. we met through swimming. Friends. Okay, okay. So you met through swimming and not running. Correct, yeah. That seems like kind of like irony or like kind of like a movie theme. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. She was always, like, a bigger swimmer than I was, so uh, I, I kind of had to, like, pull her leg to get her to come run in college a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. Even running high school. She had, yeah, she well, like, yeah, she wouldn't even run in high school. <laughs> and then she turns into a phenomenal runner. Yeah, yeah told you. Thanks to Rachel. <laughs> told you. <laughs> I'll, credit, I'll credit her with that one. <laughs> So now, Peyton, you have to turn Rachel into, you know, maybe she was already a phenomenal swimmer, but you got to get her to do it again. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I haven't gotten very close. We'll see. Big into aqua jogging instead of actual swimming now. Aqua jogging. You have to explain yeah. this. I do not know what this is. Well, like you wear a belt that like keeps you afloat. And so you're not like touching the ground, but you're just running like in the pool. Uh, and it's like a low-impact form of cross-training. So I actually did that quite a bit this summer, but no actual swimming. So it's like you're running in place, not even touching the ground. I mean, you go back and forth, like, in the pool, in the deep end. But, yeah, like, you don't move very much. <laughs> wow. But it's like, it's cardio. I mean, if you do it right, like, you get a good cardio workout. But it's definitely not as intense as actual swimming. Do you have to wear a life jacket? Like, not a life jacket, but, like, the belt thing is, I guess, like, technically what keeps you afloat. Because otherwise, like, you're not really jogging at that point. You're just trying to keep yourself afloat. <laughs> okay, okay. So coming into this cross-country season, Rachel, you're a senior. Ashley, you're a sophomore. What are the... I guess, I don't want to say goals or, you know, what you expect, but I guess you, the last few years, their running program, with the help of you guys, has been amazing. So I'm pretty sure you want to keep that amazing going. 
Yeah, I mean, especially on the track side, we've had a lot of team success. Um, and I know we're really looking to, like, translate some of that uh, team success to the cross-country course. We've been around third or fourth the last couple of years uh, in the conference that I've been here. And it would be really cool to walk away with, like, a trophy from cross-country because that's something we haven't been able to do for a while as a program. Uh, but something we're obviously able to do quite a bit in track. Ashley, do you kind of kind of want to pick up the Redbird running cross-country style, you know, not just on track by itself? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, just looking back on our last few years, um, I think we're going to have a really good team this year. We have a lot of newcomers that are going to make an impact, as well as our returners, our juniors and seniors leading the way. So I think just if we all keep working together like we have been at the beginning of this season so far, um, I think we can pull off something really good at the conference level and maybe even the regional level. Definitely. You guys have been good friends. Have you guys kind of developed that with the team as well, especially with cross country and becoming maybe not just a team, but kind of got that family aspect as well? Um, I think in my experience, this is probably the closest team we've had in the last four years that I've been here. The culture is definitely different this year. Not that like it's not like it was bad in the past, but we're a lot closer. And like Ashley said, we've been working together a lot better this year. Um, and I think it showed in, like, our team's first meet at Iowa. They ran really well, and they were missing a couple of us. Um, like, Ashley and I didn't race. It'll be exciting to see, like, how that translates at the home meet uh, when we all get back in. I know, like, my training group I'm really close to and, like, have connected with really well this year. Gotcha. Did you guys have to stay behind because you got in trouble and had to go to Saturday school or something? <laughs> I wish that would be more exciting. <laughs> no, um, Coach Bobby just rested a couple of us for an extra week to get some more training. Um, so there are about four of us that did not race on Friday that like will at the home meet. What kind of meet are we talking? Triangular, a big meet with a lot of teams. What we got going on for the first event of the year for you guys? I think we have quite a few teams coming. I know we have a lot of the Valley teams coming, so it's kind of like a preview for our conference meet, which will also be at home. And we're going to be running a 6K, which is different from the past. It's usually a 5K, so it'll be my first 6K, so I'm kind of nervous about that. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it should be a good meet with a lot of good teams. Yeah. Is SIU strong in cross country? Um, they've got a couple good runners. I know, like... Kayla Shara is a girl I ran against on in high school from Sandwich. She's pretty solid for sure. I don't know how they look as a team this year. It's hard to gauge where everyone's at right now as a team. We saw a couple of them in Iowa, but a lot of teams did the same strategy we did and didn't run everybody. So the home meet, like she said, will be like a big preview for what conference will look like when we do host on October 29th. Gotcha, gotcha. When I hear you guys say conference, Missouri Valley, being an SIU proud alum, every time I think about you guys in a race, I'm like, it'd be cool if, like, Rachel was first, then SIU. If Ashley was first, then SIU. And, you know, maybe switch it up here and there. <laughs> Go Birds. Go Birds. <laughs> great, great Go reply. Birds. Great reply. Just threw that out immediately. Go Birds. <laughs> And that's when I reply, go dogs, of course. No. 
And every time I come home, actually, that's funny. If someone confuses me, I think for Megan Curlock, because she ran at SIU yep. at the end of her career. And I, it's every now and then I get someone that's like, go dogs. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> go birds. I'm a bird, I'm not a dog. We're a little different. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. So with you guys having to wait, you know, the first meet to, you know, the second one, it's a home meet. How has that kind of built up the anticipation or the, you know, readiness to, to get things going? I'm definitely ready to race. I mean, I, I did actually kind of want to run the first meet just to get something under my belt. But, um, yeah, I think it'll, it'll go a lot better. We got another week of training under our belt, another weight session. So I think we'll definitely be strong for the first meet. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I also really wanted to race this last Friday, but you know, coach's call, like I understand is where he's coming from and what he's doing, but, and we got really solid work in on Friday instead. So I think we're both really fit and ready to help contribute to the team. I know I got really excited. Like I went to Iowa and watched them race. Uh, on Friday, I got really excited uh, seeing how well the team did. So we got fourth overall and beat all the conference teams that were there and only lost two, three Power 5 schools. So we're looking pretty good. <laughs> excited to get in and contribute. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because when you say Iowa, you're talking about Big Ten. Yeah, Iowa State, Northwestern, and Iowa were the only schools that beat us at that meet. So it's pretty promising when we're fourth to a couple power fives and we show up looking a lot better than all of the Valley schools that were there. Okay, okay. I see you guys already. Just ready to make an impact. <laughs> Some humble bragging on the behalf of our team first. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. You got to. Bragging's all right. As long as you don't come off cocky and it's all in confidence and, you know, trying to... That's a humble brag. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be confident. Right. Gotta be, gotta be. So we talked about wanting the team to, you know, win a championship or, you know, be better than fourth or, you know, in the middle of the pack. What about individual goals? Start with you, Ashley. What are some things that you want to do as a sophomore to, you know, maybe better last year? I mean, our cross-country season looked a lot different last year, being that we only ran two meets in February. Way different than a normal cross-country. So I think I just want to, you know, improve upon my place at cross-country uh, conference as last year, which I got 20th there. So I definitely want to be in around, like, the top 15. And I just want to, like, stay consistently within the top five on our team and, you know, just run well for my team every week. What about you, Rachel? What are your goals for this upcoming season, being that you're a senior, even though if you want to stick around, you have a couple years of eligibility left? Well, I'm going to stick around for at least one year, so I definitely don't have like the senior feeling yet. But, you know, the goals are big. I'm hoping to, you know, put my foot up in it and kind of like try to win conference this year. We have some really tough competition the women of the conference are the talent level is elevating and I think it's great because I it'll bring everybody up with it so even if I don't go out and win conference going in and like trying will accomplish a lot of big goals for me uh just having a lot of confidence on the course kind of thing uh becoming more of a cross runner and not just doing it to be good at track 
So all of that kind of feeds into, like, I haven't run a 6K PR since freshman year, so that would be really cool. But yeah, hopefully, like, do something at the regional level beyond uh, conference. Top 25 is all region, so that would be a big goal for me. Perfect, perfect. I just mentioned got a couple years of eligibility left. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so we got COVID-19 for one, and did you have a red shirt year? I did. So I think it was the last time we talked for the podcast. I was I talked mostly about like my injury freshman year coming off that and being able to run at Pan Am's kind of because of that. So yes, I was injured freshman year of outdoor track. So I technically could do this one more year after next year if I wanted to, but we haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> so you could be running at ISU when you're like 30. Yeah, well, no, not quite 30, but <laughs> close. It seems like it. Um, and maybe not even at ISU. Like, we don't know what. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm just starting to look at grad programs, and that's scaring me enough to put it off even more. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll figure that out when we get there. Now it's that next transition. You already went from high school to college. Now it's like, uh-oh. Now it's like adult life is coming right around. Grad school, yeah. <laughs> And you can't run from that. You could be fast, and you're a great runner, but I, you can't run from it. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> For a couple more years, I'll try. <laughs> perfect, perfect. You also mentioned, you know, running cross-country as a cross-country runner and not just because you want to be better at track. How has that progressed through your college career as realizing, like, hey, I can do this just as good as track, even though it might not be your favorite and you love track a little bit, a little bit more, but putting the emphasis into being a cross country runner. Yeah. I mean, like my freshman year, like coming into college, I wasn't really recruited for cross country. Um, I was recruited for middle distance and even like coach Bobby told me coming in, like you might not be in the top seven. You're not sure how that looks. You're going to run cross country in worse conditioning. Um, and that quickly turned into um, becoming one of the top five runners, one of the top two runners, finishing in the top ten at conference. Um, so it was kind of like a realization there that like I could be good at it. Um, sophomore year, kind of had that thought, and I just didn't apply it fully. So I think this – I mean, last year I was ready, but I also got injured in the fall last year while we didn't have a season, so I guess good timing on my part, but um, so this year, I, I definitely have put the application to the realization, I guess if that makes sense. Gotcha. So now you're ready to be a real cross-country runner. Yeah, and that shows in the, the increase in volume that I've done in running mileage, being able to sustain higher mileage. I drug my dad out on a 15-mile long run on Sunday. He was on the bike. <laughs> just as a uh, disclaimer there, but uh, don't you Jeff like that? <laughs> but yeah, so just things that I'd never thought I would do in college are now just kind of the routine, which is cool. So as the years have progressed, you've kind of just gotten better, more into it, and kind of realized how it all works. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. How about you, Ashley? I mean, freshman to sophomore year, starting to get more of a feel of the college running and more of a 
I mean, it's not high school anymore. Kind of advancing a little bit. Yeah, especially since in high school, I didn't have my full focus on running. So I never really had that full training um, experience. So going into college last year, I was kind of like, you know, uncertain how I could hold up and, you know, just learning the ropes of like how to run higher mileage and how to run workouts. So having um, last year be the COVID-19 year was nice because I got to focus on the running uh, and not have to worry about like getting to class every day. Like, yeah, I had classes, but it wasn't in person. (laughs) So it was a lot different. So now this year, I feel a lot more confident in my running and I can focus on trying to figure out, oh, how to live on my own in an apartment and go to class and balance the running. So I think just like having last year to try to figure things out um, in a little more, you know, easygoing year with COVID uh, helped me prepare for this year. Gotcha. So last year you could have just brought your laptop, a.k.a. your classroom, to the pool and you would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I said the pool or the... The track, wherever you wanted to take. I mean, yeah, I definitely have done some Zooms going into practice. <laughs> I've done them in Horton, yeah. for sure. That's awesome. So you just took your class wherever you wanted to. Yeah, kind of, yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. I never thought of that until right now because everybody complained about, you know, online learning and stuff like that. But really, you could have took your class wherever you wanted to. Dangerous, you say? Well, because I just got back from class, and, like, you could keep your camera off kind of thing. I would, like, cook food after practice, or, like, I don't know. Just, like, I I would not fully invest, let's just say. (laughs) Don't tell my professors that, though. Maybe cut that part out. (laughs) I'm sending it to all of them directly. (laughs) It's okay. I'm done with finance forever, so I don't think he cares. <laughs> nice. He's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> he would. So you kind of like multitask while you were doing classes and did a lot of other things. So kind of a little distracting, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I drive to practice actually sometimes while in class. <laughs> have my phone yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> so you were driving at class too. Well, yeah, like like I said, it was, it was a dangerous thing to do, <laughs> the Zoom classes. I just didn't, you know, quality of education was not as high right. on my part. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people were like that, because I know if I was in college at this time, I would have been doing the same exact thing. Yeah, it, <laughs> needless to say, I'm happy to be back in person, a little more structured in my days. Are you starting to feel that too, Ashley, as you said, like getting to learn, leaving the dorm, you know, getting all your stuff together? Are you starting to kind of feel more at ease with the college routine here? Yeah, especially after the first couple weeks, I was just so overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, I have no time to do anything. But now I'm like, okay, I've got like three hours to get to my next class. I can chill. (laughs) But, yeah, those first few weeks were definitely a lot to figure out. (laughs) Welcome to freshman year. (laughs) (laughs) Basically my freshman year. So, okay, as a former college student, I ran late all the time. Do you guys worry about that because you run fast? You're like, hey, I can just run. It doesn't even matter. No, I I literally get to class like 20 minutes early because I'm afraid of being late. <laughs> so, wow. I I've never I, I can't be late. <laughs> yeah, I 
I'm not as type A as that. Uh, five minutes before is okay. As long as no one's sat in my unassigned assigned seat, then I know I'm there with enough time. I'm good. Gotcha. Um, but practice sometimes does butt, like, right up to uh, class. So there is a little bit of rushing that happens on those morning practice days. All I know is if I had the talent that both of you have, I would have never been late for any classes, ever. <laughs> Having a bike really helps. <laughs> I'm not going to run to class. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> no. My book bag, my papers are flying everywhere. <laughs> I got to go. Dead legs. <laughs> okay, okay. Good points here. Good points. <laughs> but I know I would have tried it because I know me. I've been like, hey, listen, I can leave five minutes later than normal because I'll just run to class. Yeah. I get that way sometimes just because I live like right across the street from campus. So I'm like, oh, I leave five minutes before and I'm there. But that that can be a dangerous game too. For sure. For sure. Traffic. <laughs> Probably not as dangerous as driving during class. But yeah, yeah, it's up there. I didn't, I got, okay. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Point, we're trying to <laughs> no, that's awesome. I like the story. That's why I threw it back at you. I wasn't trying to hate on you. It's fine. Awesome. Anything else we want to talk about running or ISU before we get into this game? No, I think, I think we're ready. Perfect. As ready as we're going to be. All right. Perfect. Well, Ashley, Rachel, we have every single guest of Edge of Your Seat Podcast play a game. We're going to play some Rank Em. I'm going to throw you five Marvel movies because it sounds like you guys are into it. I even asked you for a couple suggestions of what <laughs> movies to ask, and you guys spat them out real quickly. How about this one? How about this one? Perfect. So I'm going to give you the five movies, and then we'll rank them which ones we like best. We'll go five to one so five being the least of these five and one being the highest or the best your favorite okay so we'll go avengers endgame black panther thor ragnarok did i say that right yeah <laughs> you taught me well you taught me well spider-man far from home and iron man we'll start with rachel okay ash is gonna hate me for this out of those five, Iron Man is my number five. Uh, okay, they're good. it's a good list. <laughs> it is a good list, but you love Iron Man, so I knew you'd be mad. And I personally like Iron Man 3 better than Iron Man 1. Sure, but that's just me. Um, so it's going to go Iron Man. Oh, gosh. That's where it gets hard. Right so. after the first one, that's where it gets hard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh think it's probably end game after that um then i'm gonna go ragnarok is my number three black panther is my number two and spider-man far from home is my number one okay okay <laughs> i heard love Tom holland <laughs> <laughs> i heard ashley say wow so i'm guessing her list is not the same at all <laughs> she's she has her list well, disclaimer before I make the list, these are all definitely 10 out of 10s in my book. So, like, none of them are bad movies. <laughs> um, they're all, like, phenomenal. So, my list would probably be... I'd probably put Far From Home, 
also love Tom. <laughs> and then I put um, probably probably the first Iron Man. I do love Iron Man. He's my favorite Marvel character, but Iron Man three is better. <laughs> yeah. Then I'd probably go probably go Black Panther. Love that movie. So good. Um, and then Endgame, just because of like how amazing of an experience it was to see it on opening night. Just like nothing will top that. It was just crazy. And I also like cried for an hour after. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> And then I'd go Thor Ragnarok, because that's my all-time favorite, and I love Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> wow, you even threw in a no spoilers. I love it. <laughs> I'm sure everyone knows by now, but... <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I hear some Holland love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Tom Holland fan. We're very excited for the Spider-Man movie that's coming out in December. <laughs> it comes on my brother's birthday, actually, so I know what we're doing for his birthday. <laughs> He has no choice. She will. Gotcha. He has no choice. Like, hey, we're watching this. He'll want to go anyways. So, yeah. Yeah, we're doing that. Perfect. Sounds like both of you are huge Marvel comic fans. MCU. Oh, yeah. For sure. The movies, for sure. I didn't know we had such differing opinions, but that's fine. (laughs) Hey, it happens. You can't, you can't agree on everything. No, I think I'm just stunned that Endgame came before Black Panther. That's like it's, the one. Those are really close. They're really close. I love Black Panther. <laughs> it is a great movie. The ones that I've seen on this list are great movies. I have not seen them all, though. Oh, you gotta see them all. All in order. <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole, all, like, the whole, like, we have, like, 25 movies now. <laughs> Something like that. We're actually in the process of doing that. Okay. But I think we're off each other's schedule. We, we were doing it together at the end of last year with one of our other teammates. But I think we got off each other's schedules over the summer. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Civil War. We just watched Civil War. Okay, so I'm a, okay, we're actually good if we want to pick yep. up with uh, what's after that. Okay. Just mentioned doing things together. From what I understand from you guys, is you, like, have hobbies and do things together? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. (laughs) I mean, as far as, like, doing things together here at school, Wednesday night bone dinners were a thing. Um, (laughs) Last year, we would meet up at the Bone Student Center and get dinner at Qdoba or Timbers or one of the other food vendors there. That was a pretty big tradition. Um, sometimes there was studying done, other times we looked at houses on Zillow. <laughs> um, let's see, and then, uh, I hosted a lot of game nights last year, of course, involving Ashley, um, so that was, like, a common theme of last year. A lot of game nights. <laughs> Lots of game nights. A lot of Monopoly. Monopoly was popular, Uno. Yeah. Other games. <laughs> nice. Monopoly and Uno are like two of my top five. Like they're they're awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially with the right group of people, Monopoly is fun. Long, but a great time. <laughs> yes. For but, sure. But I don't know if Ashley wants to elaborate on our other hobby oh, yeah. that we both picked up because she technically started it. Yeah, we pretty much talk about this every time we're together because <laughs> we're obsessed. It's um something called bullet journaling. So, basically, we both have a journal that we, like, draw 
every month and we plan in it so we have like weekly spreads they're called and so you just like plan your week so you'll write like your homework assignments or when your practices are and so they all have like a theme and you design your own agenda yeah design your own planner i talked to one of you about this before I think, I think it was probably it was, me. Yeah. I've been doing it for a while, but I got Rachel into it last year. She's been doing it for like three years, and she convinced me to kind of our quarantine, so. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's so fun. Bullet we like to show each other our journals and get yeah. inspiration from each other. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I remember speaking to you about this because obviously I know what journaling is, but never understood it or knew what it was until I talked to you about it. So now you guys yeah. do it together. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. That's pretty cool. That's some friend bonding at its highest level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we kind of talk about it every time we're together. <laughs> we have to talk about something other than running. True, so. true. You don't want to just get bored of running or at least talking about it. got to have something else thrown in there. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, Rachel Hickey, Ashley Heggie. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It's always a pleasure to speak to both of you. And hopefully, you'll come back and we'll talk some more. Yeah, for sure. Got a few more years. <laughs> like I said, you're going to be running until 30 and 40. I mean, I'll be here too, so we can keep talking. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Always appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.